What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good friend, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's cracking, Playboy? Oh, I'm in, <laughs> enjoying my life right now. My yeah. boss called me. I was going to ask because... about this. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Did your boss uh, call and uh, beg so you to Friday fucking was come my in? last day. Yeah. Pretty much. Friday was my last day. And then Friday morning, one of the guys quit because he got pissed at the <laughs> Which he was pretty much just. And today, Brad, who you know Brad. I know Brad. Or who worked with me, put in his two weeks. Holy shit. So they only have one person left and three new hires that oh haven't even started God. yet. So Holy shit. I don't feel man. bad for them. But he did call me and he was like, Maybe I can do something if you stick around. <laughs> you just like oh, tell him to you. bend over and. <laughs> well, he offered to take me out uh, for a meal, so I might as well get something free out of it. But I'm not going to go back there. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Jack. Oh, we've had some phone calls this week. Okay, so let me let me preface this real quick. Now, you have been you have been quite the bastard <laughs> for like a week now. <laughs> You have been like toying with me. And all I could think about while I was working away today, all I could think about was the fact that, um, you know, uh, I finally get to hear what you're talking about. Finally. Which apparently a celebrity called called the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for this? I, I'm fuck yeah, I'm ready. I got on here. Okay. Hopefully you can hear it. If you can't, just stop it partway through and I will restart it. I got to just play with all kinds of levels. I'll be, I'll be playing with, I'll be twisting my knobs over here as well. All right. All right. <laughs> Hello. How's it going, Stephen? I want to dive right into this interview because I know I only have a couple minutes. What would you like to say to your ponytail? touching um i'm sure your ponytail is so happy to hear that but i since i have you on the line i have to ask you what you think about the paranormal what i have to say is quite serious great well let's dive right into that well i look at it death is death you know i mean we gotta have compassion for the dead the dying that could be dying and they're about to be dead that's very true that's a great point you have any others? I was born clairvoyant. Uh, I was born a healer. You are a healer? That's incredible. I Maybe you can help me with something in the future. But first, I have to ask, where did you learn all of this? Where did I learn it? Well, I learned it, you know, uh, you know, sort of a, a variation of that in Japan probably 30, 40 years ago. And I've been perfecting it uh, all these years. It's... Not exactly karate, it's just something that I created. That is so cool. Now, I know you are really big into politics, and especially lately. Could you please tell us a little bit about your feelings on politics? What I really want to say is, never in my life did I ever believe that our country would be taken over 
by people like the people who are running it at this day. You know, I feel exactly like you do, except for, you know, I'm not the same age you are. A little bit closer to Carmen. Thank you. What? What are you saying, Stephen? You don't call, you don't write, and what's worse is you don't take my calls. One thought he was invincible, the other thought he could fly. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> they were both wrong. Are you trying to intimidate me? I don't like this threatening tone you have. Good for masculinity. All right, that is enough, <laughs> Stephen. I'll get your ugly white ass out of here. Don't come back. Fuck you, Steven Seagal, and your ponytail, too. <laughs> there you oh have God. it. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Fuck you, Steven Seagal. I got another call from Clint here. Oh, that. sweet, man. Turn this back up. Uh, just uh, want to say, uh, enjoy listening to the show. Um, had a good time with Jason last week. Had a couple beers. Um, glad you enjoyed the uh, the bingo card idea. But uh, Josh, uh, saying uh, good stuff is just about as bad as saying good sauce. So I think that there will be two separate spaces. So uh, well, guys, keep the good work, and I will keep listening. Bye. That's badass. Good All sauce. Right. Good I'm going to switch this stuff around real quick. <laughs> All right. Just a second. Oh, my gosh. Funny, funny. Funny, funny stuff. That's cool as shit, though. Thanks for, uh, thank you for reaching out, Clint. Popping in, saying hello. All that fun shit. Oh, Jason, what, you, you fiddling with your chords, buddy? Oh, there he is. There he is. I don't know what happened. So he he fucking called back, but I didn't answer, of course, because don't blame me. Why would I? But uh, yeah, here here's what he said on the second little clip. <laughs> God. It'll take a second. I am sorry for any pain or suffering or hurt or negativity I've caused any sentient being. Well, I I am a sentient being, Mister Seagal, but I don't appreciate the. Uh, uh, that didn't help at all. I'm a, a fuck you. He's a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you what the fuck? Are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here. Are you there? You just can't hear me. I can no. Oh, okay, okay. Let's switch all shit around. Goddamn Steven Seagal. Fucker. It's all the ponytails fault. Yeah. Hell yeah. So um but Yeah, what uh what uh what'd you think of that phone call? I thought it was sexy, buddy. I thought oh, it was that, good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It went well. It went well. <laughs> well until the end there when he told me to bend over and it was good for my masculinity. Yeah, he's a fuck, man. You just can't trust him. You know what I mean? You just can't trust him. Anything that Seagal's throwing at you, you can't trust. Yeah. Not Maybe, what, what's we'll that? To, we'll have to get 
you know Van Dam on to comment <laughs> about his mullet and stuff too. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I I can only imagine where that's gonna go. Nine one three seven three zero seven two five five ectoplasm show at gmail dot com at ectoplasm show on Instagram and Twitter the ectoplasm show on Facebook ectoplasmshow dot com. Pornhub. I don't know. Like, where else are we? <laughs> Good God. Um, everywhere. All, all over. We're everywhere, man. Oh, so, here, check this shit out. I First of all, since this is the new show and all that shit, we, uh, we pulled... Obviously, we pulled these stories and all this stuff, but this is, like, probably the worst written story I've ever come across. Like, it's absolutely horrible. Um... Most likely written by probably a fifth grader. I don't know. It's it's probably even younger than that. I don't know. But anyway. So it says that uh, Snowden, you know, Ed, Edward Snowden, reveals documents that advanced civilizations are living underground. Have you heard about this shit? Well, not from Edward Dude. Snowden. I right, right. This stuff. Well, apparently... Apparently here, uh, the CIA stores data tracking systems in deep sea sonar, uh, but they have the status of state secrets, and even scientists don't have access to this kind of data about this kind of intelligent homo sapien that's living in the Earth's mantle. It, it, it's bizarre here in the mantle in the mantle mind you yes so it says this is the only place where conditions were more or less stable for billions of years now they're calling these uh, beings or whatever extremophiles and these extremophiles can live at different temperatures they've been able to flourish and develop intelligence at an accelerated pace sounds dirty right homo sapiens and um, these extremophiles have evolved at the same rate. However, their living conditions in the Earth's mantle have def- it's defended their uh, civilization from many disasters that have occurred on the surface of the Earth. So the general consensus here is that we're just ants from their point of view. And there's a small chance that they will uh, not continue to pay attention to us. The military, other uh, people are considering the possibility of aggression and the current plan of action in emergencies uh, includes this plan to detonate a nuclear weapon in the deep caves. Oh, that'll, right, <laughs> that'll be really great right, for us. To, to quote unquote seal the enemy in the hope of destroying their communications that will prevent further attacks from the bowels of the earth. I, I just can't fucking buy into this at all, man. I just fucking can't. Like, there's no way. There's no way. I don't know. You don't even think it's a little bit possible? That people are living under in the Earth's mantle. Not, not people. No. Extremophiles. Yes. <laughs> they like it hot and dirty. Some get hot. 
No, I mean, there's all kinds of stories out there about stairways to hell, yeah, stairways absolutely. to inner earth, inner earth yes. theories, hollow earth, all of that. Now, well, this isn't back in hollow the day. earth because they were talking about mantle in the mantle. Right. That's very, I don't very know. True. There's things, no, that's that, very there's true. things on this planet that can live in extreme conditions, not necessarily that extreme, but I mean, NASA's always kind of kept it open to the the possibility that there are things such as that living on other planets guys yeah like all the way back in the day like i mean literally episode four of the ectoplasm show um this was back when myron was on the show we had neil adams on the show talking about uh this hollow earth theory neil adams obviously is the the guy that uh he's a he's an artist um, he draws a lot of comics and shit like that. It was kind of cool, like having him on the show. Um, but we discussed this at length. I mean, it was like a two-hour fucking episode. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't quite buy into it. You know what I'm saying? Well, and this also has to do with, uh, or this also go back to back to what we talked about last week, in that we have no frame of reference. Exactly. Personally, I have no frame of reference what's over my horizon other than where I've traveled to. But, but it's kind damn. of like the, um, oh, what's the movie with Carrie where he, Truman Show. Oh, yeah. He has, you know, they manipulate him to be that way, but he has no frame of reference that there's anything outside of his town. Sure, sure, sure. We have no frame of reference of what our planet looks like from space, except for what we're shown. And we have no, you know, very few people know what the North Pole and South Pole look like other than pictures that they show us. There's actually a giant a uh, conspiracy camp of people out there that would suggest that we have never traveled out of this atmosphere. Um, we have never photographed the Earth or anything of that nature, and everything that we've been shown thus far has been very creative illustrations. That's what they're suggesting. Exactly. I mean, and there's people out there that still think the Earth is is flat. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about those some batches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but no, you're right. I, I have to keep it as a possibility, even though I don't think it's probable. Okay, well, here's the I, deal. I think we can be lied to to the point of thinking that we we know this stuff. Okay, so let me let me throw this out there at you then. Maybe then, what if um. Not necessarily. I'm not going to say earthquakes or anything like that. But there have been, like, small tremors, especially around, like, the Midwest even. And even lately, within the last um, That's them few, rising up. No, I'm not saying rising up. I'm saying what if they fucked up? What if they were, uh, <laughs> like, what if they were just clearing more shit out of the way? What if this is them, uh, you know, doing demo work or whatever just so they can construct more buildings, you know? Uh, or... They're preparing to flip the world inside out, and we will be on fire in no time, and they will be on the outside of the planet. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> I would love to. I would love to buy into that. I just can't do it, man. Until I fucking see them, until I see it, you know, I just can't. So we need to dig a very deep hole, buddy. <laughs> see what we can come up with. Um, Chinaman. There you go. There you go. 
Shit. Well, technically, if we go straight down, we'd be more around Australia area. I don't know exactly the line up there. But if we go straight down, we wouldn't end up in China. Probably not. China, we'd have to be no. in South America. Right. Just go straight down and end up in China. Anyways. I used to believe that. When, yeah. I, was, when I was in my younger and more vulnerable, vulnerable years, I would uh, dig holes because I was bored of shit and lived in the middle of nowhere. And there was nothing to do. Play in the dirt. And I uh, fucking dug holes. I'm like, fuck how, this, how I'm deep going to did China. you go? I'm not even a foot, maybe before I tired my fat ass out. Oh. But I was like, I'm like, fuck this, man, I'm going to China. <laughs> I can just picture <laughs> young little Josh going, fuck this. Fuck the world, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. going to go live in China. Because life was so bad at the age of eight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just, uh, fuck this, man, I'm out of here. <laughs> Kicking rocks and shit. Well, you know, you may be able to get out of here pretty soon. Uh, oh, yeah? I am launching that page to raise the funds to get you abducted. Oh, my God. This is happening, huh? Uh, well, who knows if anybody will actually donate to it. Hey, you never know. You never know. What? Like, seriously, though, I think I'll like, put an option on there. If somebody how? donates ten grand, they get to go with you. Oh, fuck. Then, yeah, that'll be perfect. But what happens? I'd be like, no, wait, aliens, don't abduct me yet. We have to go swing by and pick up Joe Schmo Millionaire over here real quick. Hope you don't mind. I'm going to be that guy. Weirder things have happened. I will agree with that. <laughs> God damn it. I got a headline. All right, hit me. Putin-loving alien cult <laughs> wants to build its extraterrestrial embassy in Russia. Oh, sorry. Uh, what an unfortunate name to have. Putin. Yeah. Putin. Mm. Vlad Putin. Vlad Putin. Vladimir Putin. I wonder what his middle name is. I probably have heard it. I probably another know. euphemism for, for vagina, I would, yeah. I would say. <laughs> I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, this comes from Vice News, and it says... The name of the event, Aliens Created Us in Laboratories, sounded like a joke this week when it was posted on Facebook and <laughs> spotted circulating around Moscow on flyers, but it be, but it came to a day or it came a day too late for April Fools. The event was real and it was held on Saturday in downtown Moscow. Inside a hotel room across the street from Russia's foreign ministry, Swiss and Russian members of a group called Realien Wow. Movement there from the 70s. I didn't know they were still around. Good Earnestly explained their Fighting beliefs. the good fight. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Geneticists from an extraterrestrial race known as Elohim created all life on Earth and wish to return home by 2035, bringing with them technologies 25,000 years more advanced than our own including robots that will make it so human human no longer have to, oh, they missed, humans no longer have to work it will wow. be a new era of peace and ease and, and all mankind needs to build and fat and, some bitches yeah we will an do extraterrestrial nothing. embassy to properly welcome our benevolent alien creators christ all right people no I was right. This started it. in 1974. His name is Claude Riel Borilhan. 
<laughs> founded the movement in 1974. And they are the Realians. The That's Re-Aliens. real. Or R-A-E-L-I-A-N-S. It's very clever. Very, they even live in a house that looks like a spaceship. You know, I, I've got a story that I pulled. I'm saving it for last, though. And it, it's just going to... It pisses me off more than anything. But it, it's it along says, the same lines. Yeah, it says that real... Rail, Ray, well, however the fuck you pronounce his name. He is a fan of President Vladimir Putin. Putin. When Putin. audience members interrupted the presentation to ask whether Putin was aware of the extraterrestrial assim- uh, embassy project, another name I can't pronounce, said the Realians recently wrote letters to Putin and Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev asking them for four square kilometers of land and extraterritorial status and inviting them to the event on Saturday. Wow. The Russian leaders were nowhere to be seen. Imagine. However, (laughs) it seems highly unlikely that they will approve the group's request. This is what we need to do with our government. And they are so, like, stupid right now, they'd probably grant it. We need to build a place to welcome our alien friends. And they need to provide the land for that. That's right. How are they going to do that? I mean, we we want to get along with everybody on our planet, but we're forgetting our overlords. (laughs) Our overlords. Oh my gosh! So Dude, it looks like um, they have a big presentation. They're trying to get people to or Moscow to pay for them to build an embassy. I don't know what kind of landing strips or stuff they're gonna have, but it might be kind of cool. How about that? Huh? There you have it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ! Call Putin. Let him know we need them. <laughs> we need to get Putin over here and on this show. See what the fuck. It's like, what are you thinking, man? He <laughs> has see. to be on horseback without a shirt in order for me to talk to him. Totally fine with that. <laughs> we'll have to mention it to him. Be like, could you could you do the interview topless? Is that okay? <laughs> I think that needs to be in the email because I think that'll yeah. make him want to do it more. He'd be like, absolutely. <laughs> of course. I go topless. Okay, so um, check this shit out, man. Quantum physics proves that death is only an illusion. Have you heard this? I'm no longer afraid. You should. Fuck, apparently we shouldn't be afraid. I don't know. Most scientists believe uh, the concept of an afterlife is uh, a nuisance. There is, uh, however, a a world-renowned scientist who claims to have evidence of the existence of life after death and that evidence is found within quantum physics or using quantum physics. Professor Robert Lanza says that the theory of biocentrism shows us how death is an illusion created by our own consciousness. Um, he goes on Wait. to say here. Yeah, go ahead. Um. So why did we bury all these people? And are their consciousness still yeah. down there with the bodies? I don't know, man, because here, here let's see what he says here. All he right. says, we think that life is just work of carbons and a mixture of molecules. Uh, live a while and then rot in the ground. 
This is a quote from him. He also goes on to say, We as people believe in death because we were taught to die. Or more precisely, our consciousness connects life to the body. And we all know that our bodies die. So, uh, quantum physics proves... Let me see here. No, that's that's wrong. The theory. That's what I'm after. Theory of biocentrism explains that death is not the end point, as is the uh, perception of most people, obviously. Biocentrism classifies as uh, the theory of everything. And in Greek, it means like center of life. So this is the belief that life and biology are, are central to the reality. And that life creates the universe and not vice versa. So uh, to explain, to further explain his theory, Dr. Uh, Robert Lanza here used examples of how we perceive the world around us. I mean, it's just, this is bizarre shit. He says, ultimately what we see cannot exist without our awareness. Our mind gives meaning to the world. Life- it's not that out there I don't think it's really not like the more I'm reading it's like fuck are you kidding me no he says life isn't no he just says life is an amazing adventure that cannot fit into our linear way of thinking death is most likely not as definitive as most of us would believe I believe that I totally buy this um actually you know it's funny I've been looking more and more like I've talked about it on the show a bit that I'm getting more spiritual yes and I'm looking into expanding my own mind um, so to speak sure, sure I I'm I'm not one to ever say I believe in anything but I'm starting to lean towards the possibility and I've always seen this as a possibility, but I'm starting to lean towards it as a probability that our bodies are just a vessel for our mind. And part yes. of being in our body blocks us from the rest of our mind, that it actually exists you know, I, out there in other dimensions. And we're able to interact with that if we try hard it's enough. Very but interesting. We are that here you to this. learn something yes. for something that we will. For something that is us but a larger part of us that what we are on this earth is just a small piece of what we really are exactly so what he is suggesting like i mean he talks a lot about like the multiverse and being in you know an infinite part of this multiverse um he says our consciousness creates the world around us, but it can be changed and thus change the whole interpretation of the world. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, so he's talking about space and time, obviously, you know, things of that nature. But it's so fucking interesting in how you uh, manipulate this shit. So I'm going to post that on on the uh, the Facebook page and let people jizz over that because it's really, really good. No, it's really cool. Um, it's well, this just, is something I'm going to be working on for myself, actually, along this line. So yeah. then that's yeah. something I'll be bringing to the show, My, you know, just talking about my everyday life, which will be me trying to tap into my possibilities. Sure. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Hell to the yes. So, yeah. Interesting stuff. Oh, 
I just bonked my freaking elbow on my desk. It hurt so bad. I heard it. Oh. Son of a bitch. Anyway. That's not really you feeling pain. That's just your body feeling pain. So push it away. <laughs> it's like that Tool song. All this pain is an illusion, right? There it yeah. is. There it is. You're, you're just a pussy. Oh, yeah, this could be it, man. <laughs> it's a fucking distinct possibility. Pain is not real. That's right. Suck it up. Suck it up. So listen to this. Man who vanished leaves bizarre voicemail behind. What the fuck? Seriously? So this comes to coast oh. to coast, and this also has to do with um, the missing 411 we've mentioned a few times on this show. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is just, I'm just going to read part of this article from coast to coast. Providing an update on his research into baffling disappearances, investigator David Polides told coast to coast about a strange number of cases where a person vanishes while they are on the phone. What they say is completely bizarre, he marveled. Sometimes they, they'll they say, where are you? I need you here. And boom, the phone goes dead. Wow. The unfortunate callers, Pallades said, are found dead under mysterious circumstances. And I've read this, what and this is fuck? a weird circumstance, but we'll get into it in a minute. So I'll just finish it up here. He shared one particular compelling case of his phenomenon involving a Minnesota man named Henry McCabe. According to Pallades, McCabe was out one night with some friends and on the way home decided to get dropped off at a gas station for something to eat and then walk home. Only a few minutes after he left the store, his wife received a phone call, but it went to her voicemail. In recounting what the message said, McCabe's wife recalled that it sounded like her husband was injured and during the call, Someone was recorded saying, stop it. What? Eerily, Pallades said, the voice also included a, or the voicemail also included a series of moans, growls, and groans that are out of this world. Oh my God. After Henry, Henry failed to return home, his wife and the authorities searched for him throughout the area, but the man was nowhere to be found. Two months later, two months what? later, two months. the body of Henry McCabe was found in a lake, and his death was ruled a freshwater drowning. What? Was, like, foul play suspected? Because it sure as fuck looks like it. No, I... Uh, According to this, according to what I read, they the, foul is just like a fair or not a fair, sorry, a freshwater drowning, which means that probably according to their report, they theorize he just walked into the, the lake and drowned while he's eating his fucking bean burrito that he just purchased from the gas station. Yeah, and calling the phone and yeah. there's like growling and moaning and screaming. So he was ravenously hungry and wanting to eat this fucking burrito. Finally got to it, started moaning and groaning, and then fucking dropped dropped his phone, dropped his phone, tripped over a rock, and goes, "Ah, stop it!" (laughs) (laughs) Wandered off and drowned. Shit! It didn't say there how far the lake was from where. That's what I was wondering. I was. You would think that they would search it sooner than two men, two months from the time he disappeared. If it's just on the way or down the road, right? You would think they would be trying to, uh, I don't know, ping his phone or some shit like that too. 
You know, more and more now that I think now, yeah, I've, yeah, uh, the last few months or whatever that I've studied the missing four one one shit, I've been getting like, do I really want to go out in the woods? But it's, I don't think it's gonna stop me. But it's like it probably every, won't stop. Uh, like every other day, I see a story that connects to this. <laughs> and we just talked to. Like the order is off yes. for the people listening, but right, we just right. interviewed Barry Fitzgerald, and we were talking about it with him. Yes, he had some pretty kick-ass shit to say. Like, very, very interesting fellow. Nobody is safe. I got to tell you though, I felt a hell of a lot better uh, after talking with him um, concerning my own beliefs. I just don't know if you should be. No. Nope. That's it. Barry said it. And you people, come Friday, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I think I've, you're lying to our people. What do you mean? I think you're remembering it wrong, but I guess it'll bear out on there. No. Let me tell No. Let me ask you. <laughs> this is how it went down. I will tell you. I said, Barry, do we have anything to fear when it comes to UFOs and what did what did he say he said absolutely you should fear it that's exactly my point he goes look at the history I'm like there you it just is said that, you just said that he made you feel better about it because I don't feel like a fucking loon man okay, I don't feel so like a don't, vagina you, don't, right. you feel that you feel that Okay, so yes. other people agree with me, but that is that shouldn't make you feel better about I feel the totally fact that better. it could happen. Tol- no, that Actually, makes me feel worse. Actually, should affirm to you that it could happen <laughs> and it will be scary. Look, it was totally on my part where I, I it, it makes me feel better that I'm not a fucking loon. Okay, that's well, that's what it is. Because I'm like, am I the only person just like terrified of aliens? Everybody else is like fucking laughing. But am I the only one? Now wait a second. Let me pull this fucking thing up. I got a I got an email over here too myself. I'm trying to find yeah. it. Is it something as cool as um, <sighs> a ponytail and talking to Steven Seagal? No, totally not. I don't know. Let me look here. Let me look. Talking about aliens. Okay, this is from our friend Heather who has reached out to us before. She says, "Okay, all I have to say is." God bless your damn show. So she listens to our show while she's at work and things like that. She says, the times that you talk about aliens seriously cheers me up every time. It's hysterical hearing you freak out. She says, hysterical. Just wanted you to know. uh, All those times that you wake up. This is terrible, by the way. All the times that you wake up in the morning with a bad taste in your mouth. And he just thought it was bad morning breath. It was really an alien teabagging you. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it could be true. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, funny stuff. I'm, I'm emailing her back. I said totally using that email for the show. <laughs> so there you go. She bought tickets to the Kansas City Paranormal Conference, so we nice. meet her and everybody else should buy tickets to the conference. As Absolutely, well. the uh, actual the investigation for that night. People are buying tickets, and uh, if you want to get in on that, you should get them soon. Just a plug. Heck to the yeah! That's gonna be fun. 
I have my weekly end of the world story. Oh, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> How are we huh. going to die, buddy? Polygamous Mormon oh. cult members okay. believe okay. the apocalypse is coming with release of leader Warren Jeffs. Really? Yeah, this comes from rawstory.com. Right. Hit me with this, yeah. The new federal courthouse in downtown Salt Lake City is a massive futuristic cube of metal and glass that looks imposing, austere, and above all, impregnable. Armed guards patrol the exterior 24 hours a day. But if a certain group of polygamous religious extremists in a lonely corner of southern Utah are to be believed, this Wednesday, so the day after the show airs. Yeah. So basically tomorrow. The walls will split open and fall when one of their leaders, Lyle Jeffs, appears before the judge in a major fraud case, according to former followers of his sect. Simultaneously, an earthquake will apparently cause the walls of a prison in Texas to crumble, and Lyle's brother, Warren Jeffs, the group's quote-unquote prophet and supreme leader, will also walk free despite the fact that he has been serving a sentence of life plus 20 years <laughs> in the state since 2011, yeah. convicted of having sex with underage girls as young as 12, oh. that he took as polygamous wives. But oh. God's retribution for the FLDS, the fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, will rain down rain on down. the people that put him into jail. By divine coincidence, perhaps, April 6th, the date most Mormons and this offshoot believe is the actual birthday of Jesus Christ. Huh. I did not know that that's what I they believe. I did not so, yeah, realize that either. They, they claim that um, it doesn't matter if we set them free today, that all hell is going to be rained down. You know, on Wednesday, April 6th. Fuck, bring it on. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is this. I, I find it fascinating um, when you when you really dive into um, other religions, um, other belief systems. I really do find it interesting um, to kind of. Ew. What? Oh, God. Sorry. What? More 12 year old. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, this is this is. Fuck. Close to the same age, but worse. I was just reading the last little part of this that I didn't yeah. mention. Yeah. And this is a quote. This is a quote. Oh, man. I am hearing from people inside the FLDS that on April 6th, there's going to be some kind of apocalypse, said Elisa Wall, who escaped from the repressive FLDS community after being forced by Warren Jeffs to marry her own cousin when she was 14. Damn it. God damn it. I don't see. Okay. (sighs) Again, I find it fascinating. Would I like to uh, learn more and really dig into this and then just rip it to shreds? Absolutely. So here's what I'm suggesting to you. I'm suggesting that with sometime within the next, I don't know, uh, two months, three months, whatever, we do a show on... uh, I don't know, like weird religious beliefs, weird religious sex, sex. I that's sex you know, as an S E C T S. Yeah, it just came out 
really, really wrong. You you smell what I'm stepping in, though. So, <laughs> let me say. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll I, agree with you there. I think we should do this. I think we should do this. Like, uh, like Scientology, for example. You know? Are you... We should, I, I, we should maybe dive into these separately. Oh, absolutely. Time. Yeah, absolutely. It's, each one's going to have to be its own I think Scientology show. should be one of our conspiracy episodes. Scientology would might have to be like two episodes. That shit I'm going to have to jump on some couches to see what it feels like. <laughs> I got to tell you, man. So check this out. Watching, um, because... My wife, or whatever, um, completely freaked out. Now, um, eleven twenty two sixty three was on Hulu. That's the only reason I got the Hulu account. Right, was for J.J. Abrams eleven twenty two sixty three, based on the Stephen King novel, um, which actually just aired its final episode today. Or oh, well, as I'll have to go out. And yes, exactly. Get your get your free month. Binge watch that shit. And call it, call it good. Cancel it. However, that was my intention. I was just going to cancel it. I was going to go back, watch one through eight, cancel. Just like that. My wife found some shows that she enjoys on there. One of them being Dawson's Creek. Don't everybody, don't everybody groan at the same time, whatever. I said the same Never shit. watched it. Oh, fuck me. Anyway, so... <laughs> Anyway, regardless, I didn't realize, yes, I knew like James Vanderbeek and everything like that was in the show. However, I did not realize it was Katie Holmes played uh, another protagonist in that series. No idea whatsoever. And something dawned on me and my wife as well. Like we're sitting there watching this and Katie Holmes, the way she forms her words, her mouth, it annoys the shit out of me. So sorry, you talking about jumping on couches and Tom Cruise and all that shit made me think of Katie Holmes' mouth and how much it's it terrifies me. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with her. But anyway, are they still together? No, they... Oh, fuck. Um, they got out of... Or she left him. Did she? And she was not allowed to do movies while she was with him. Oh, no more acting, huh? And that's why you didn't see her. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but I do know a a little bit about it. Um, Yeah, she wasn't allowed to act. Huh. And there was all this other stuff, all this other weird stuff, and she she got out of it. I didn't know And I don't know, like, the kid, all the other shit. There's all kinds of weird stuff that... Oh, they had a fucking kid, too, man? They had a kid in this, too? Yeah, I don't oh, remember fuck. what the kid's name it was. It was some weird name, I think. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. So, can I can I read a story here? This is the last story that I have, and this is the story that pisses me off more than anything. Are you are you ready for this? Um, sure. Uh, go ahead. I I don't like this at all, and it's people like this that need to be. I don't know. I don't know, killed in some way, shape, or form, in a horrible way. But man creates giant alien face in backyard to, quote, attract UFOs to home. 77-year-old man in 
Romoland, Romoland, California. Said he and his family have created a massive alien face in his backyard, quote, in hopes of inviting aliens to his home. It's 60 foot by 90 foot, and it's uh, made out of rock, um, like gravel, basically. Uh, it started, work uh, started this past Monday, was finished by Thursday afternoon, according to Larry Decker, who said he's been fascinated by the idea of extraterrestrials nearly his entire life. Now, this is what he told ABC News. Aliens watch everything we do. My idea was to build this thing big enough to be seen from up there, and hopefully they'll decide uh, to come down and check it out. Now, he added then that he has cameras set up all around his house and that he hopes that the rock art will attract the UFOs that he can then catch on video. Here's a quote. Wouldn't it be nice to go to the porch swing and have a nice chat? So hopefully this face will trick them to come so we can shake hands and talk. Fuck me, man. (laughs) Like here I am terrified of aliens and here's this guy here's this guy freaking like wanting to like have a glass of tea on the fucking front porch with the aliens are you kidding me man no absolutely not I'm fucking I'm scared right now I'm scared for him Come on. I'm scared for the guy Ugh. how can you not how can you not be afraid I, I want to know I'm um... I'm a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it may happen. Actually, I've, uh, I've mentioned it on the show before. <laughs> You're I've, just like, eh, fuck I've it. I've pretty much came <laughs> with my own mortality a while ago. Remember, I okay. mentioned that crappy dragon movie forced it onto me. <laughs> um, I do so, remember yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, do I think but I, I fear maybe the pain of what might happen if they do take me. But Like a cored-out butthole, buddy. <laughs> How do you think that feels? <laughs> Hopefully, I will be nice and drugged up when that happens. I don't but. know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I mean, not a if doctor. it's true that we are only <laughs> in our bodies for a reason, and then our mind will be released when it's our bodies are destroyed. Yes. Then maybe I have that to destroyed. look forward to. <laughs> oh my god! But still. You have an immense amount of pain. I'm assuming an immense amount of pain leading up to the moment of death because the human body itself can withstand some serious shit. It really can. I mean, and and you are living in that moment. I don't know what they're doing. They're coring out your butt or something and or ripping out your eyeballs or something. That can't feel good. And basically, you're just in complete and utter pain until you finally just die. That sucks. See, now you're afraid. Now you're scared of the aliens. Come over here to my side of the fence. (laughs) And let's hunker down together and be terrified when the aliens show up. No. (sighs) No. God damn it. 
So, honestly, maybe this is what I need to do. Maybe I just need to study them. Study aliens, um, ufology, everything that I can get my hands on. Get you a one on one with them. Yeah, I know. I know. But before that, (laughs) maybe, maybe I should just. Screw it. I know a guy who knows a guy. You got a guy? Yeah, I got a guy. You got an alien guy? Uh huh. Oh shit! All right, what? I thought everybody had an alien guy. You're my alien guy. I got no oh, guy. Okay. <laughs> so here's what I'm doing. No, I'm I'm making a conscious effort right now. This is what I'm doing. Okay. So I want any tall, blonde, masculine men, ooh, to email Josh <laughs> and tell them the truth about your lineage. That's right. And where you came from. <sighs> and um, Tom Cruise should know. Maybe we'll get a hold of him. Wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> we get Tom Cruise um, on the show. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I open an invitation. Send Josh your descriptions of yourself and why he shouldn't be afraid of you. Uh, this is what I'm doing. I have a uh, a smartwatch. It's a Pebble smartwatch, and you can switch the uh, the faces on the uh, the smartwatch to do whatever. I have one that has like the Ectoplasm Show logo on it. I have one with the band logo on it. Um, and I have one that's just generic as fuck. Now, what I just did is I just literally set it to a... It's a giant alien head. Like a gray alien. You know, a stereotypical gray alien face. It's on my watch. Every time I look at my watch now, I will see said alien face staring right back at me and I'm, I'm going to condition myself to learn more I'm going to push past the fear and I'm going to just throw the shit out the window and just learn that's what I'm going to do and if I'm still fucking terrified um, you give me a few months if I'm still fucking terrified then I, I don't know man I, I think there's no saving me at that point well, you may have already been past that point. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> what's what's weird? Just the thought. It's just the thought. I, uh... What you need to do is sit down with Antonio. You know what? That's a hell of an idea. Which I'm going to have an opportunity to do that. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to meet him over the summer, Antonio Paris. We're going to hang you, out. You know a guy. Oh, you so that's your, knows guy. Is that your guy? Is Antonio well, no, Paris your guy? I have other guys. Oh, you got but other I'm guys. your guy. Okay. So I know a guy that knows a guy that also that knows, knows a few guy. other guys. And then they, maybe they know somebody that's not a guy. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to sit around, we're going to get drunk, and then we're just going to argue for hours. About why I should or should not drunk, be afraid. Drunk interview or drunk. Yeah, episode. we do need to do that. I'm a little drunk. But Are you right matter. now? Yeah. A little bit. It's I fucking, mean, dude. It's Monday night for me, man, and it's like God pushing. Damn, Steven Seagal fucking drove me to drink. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Hey, now, do you have any uh, any stories left? Uh, those were my three tonight. I was okay. too, too torn up. No, I, I totally understand. Like, that was all I had, too. But uh, if you guys have any uh, questions, comments, anything like that, 913-730-7255. Reach out to us. 
let us know what your uh, what your thoughts are on some next, of these news stories. And yeah, I, next God. week, next what? week is our 100th episode. Yes, it is. The end of this week is Mr. Barry Fitzgerald from uh, Ghost Hunters, Ghost Hunters International, all sorts of stuff, man. And he's got a sh- just a ton of shit going on, and it is amazing. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Everybody out there will uh, want to listen to our 100th episode because in that episode, I will be giving out an email address and you email that email address saying, I want one of those because out of one of the people that email that email address and it's not the ectoplasm show at gmail.com email. No, no. A random one that that I make for that episode. You will win full spectrum camera yeah yeah which will be sweet yeah you can use it on your travels and we will be releasing around that time our first premium episode yes we will i'm looking forward to that definitely looking forward to that the red fern event yeah buddy yeah that's coming up (sighs) in a couple months get your tickets now nick freaking Redfern. At Malvern Manor. Whoa. I'm, I'm still just in disbelief. I don't know, man. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun investigating with him. Uh, yeah, and that's it. I mean, it's not just him no. speaking to you. No. Or you get to walk up to a table and talk to him. No, it's basically you're going to be sitting in a room, and you're going to be maybe five feet away from the dude. Um, and... I mean, you're going to be close enough that if he does spit when he talks, you'll get a little spittle. Do you you'll get a little spittle. Do you need to hire security? No, fuck no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You and me, buddy. We're security. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but no, it'll be fun, though, because, I mean, Jason, myself, we'll be there. We're going to be hanging out. Uh, we'll be investigating as well. I'll be showing everybody around the manor, which I cannot wait to do, uh, pointing out all the hot spots. Uh, different things like that. You will be automatically, everybody that attends will have a chance to win something and not one person can win everything because once you win one of them, you can't win the others. That wouldn't be fair, but we'll have tickets to other events. We'll have books by both Josh and Mr. Redfern and we will have equipment that is signed by Mr. Redfern. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be I'm going to get a K2 at the very least and a couple of others, the spirit box maybe and a few other things that I are going to be surprised that everybody there will be in the drawing to win one of those pieces of equipment oh, yeah. signed by Mr. Redfern. And if you like, if you want, we will sign it for you as well. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know Josh why you want to be a little extra. Uh, I doubt but it. I, I don't know why you want us uh, crapping up your stuff like that though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Very, very cool. Well, Jason, my friend, anything else that you would like to add? Other than... Rate uh, rate and review us on iTunes. You're always the guy that says that. You're always the guy. Yeah. I never remember. Two of these guys. Yeah, but I never remember. That's the point. I never fucking remember to say it. I'm going to make it a point. You still have time, people. If you want to be... On the ectoplasm show, and yes. it could be as little as just 
calling the phone hey. and asking us a question, and we hey. will play that that question and answer it. So, oh yeah. If you want to be on the show next week for the 100th episode, I've got a question for Jason. Ask us. Yeah. I've got a question. No, fuck it. I'm going to call in. I'm going to call in and I'm going to ask my my uh, my question and then you can play it on the 100th episode. Oh, yeah. That that reminds me. We want you guys to weigh in on who would win in a battle out of <laughs> Steven Seagal's ponytail fucker. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme's mullet, which is coming back, I believe. <laughs> and uh, what Chuck was it? Norris's Chuck beard. Norris's beard, yes. Uh, I'm still which going is red. With, yeah, I'm still going with the beard, man. You know who else? Yeah, I mean, he had the red beard. Red beard, ginger style. You know who else was a ginger? Who? Judas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it said. Bastard. <laughs> Judas. Oh my God. Fun stuff. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Keep on trucking. I know it's only Tuesday and it sucks a little ass, but it's okay. Friday's coming. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the horizon, guys. Jason, enjoy sleeping in. <laughs> Sucking little ass. Suck a little ass. <laughs> oh my God. But no, we'll talk to you guys on Friday morning. At 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. Everybody have a great rest of your week. Talk to you soon. Peace out.